A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. I would do cocaine instead of taking a nice relaxing bath. It's <laughs> just me. Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Today we're going to continue our Blockbusters series with 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Jen? The description reads... In a classic horror film genre that launched a movie franchise, a pedophile who was murdered by a lynch mob returns years later in terrifying nightmares of his killer's teenage children. Okay. Jenny, I have so many questions <laughs> as we go through this. I just want to uh, get this out of the way. Like, I'm cranky because this I hated watching this and it was terrible. And I wanted to watch Halloween and Amy made some kind of shady vote and then said we had to do both of them. And this was the worst hour and a half of my life. I rigged democracy. <laughs> Jenny, where would you put this on the scale of Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck at least was was really bad, but like entertaining bad. This was just bad. Howard the Duck was like two hours and 15 minutes. That's true. That was a long movie. It was a long movie. At least this one was only 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. I only wasted, I took 90 precious minutes away from watching Cobra Kai. Yeah, that's why Jenny's cranky, everybody. <laughs> she was watching, she's on a Cobra Kai binge. Because I could only stay up to watch two after I watched this last night. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the first time you saw Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, did you have any memories of that? I don't remember. I think I saw it at like a sleepover when I was 12 or 13. Like I definitely didn't see it in 84 because I was only like nine. So I saw it like probably like late 80s. I, I just remember it being over the top even then. Like it was just kind of scary, but cheesy, you know, like it was. Well, my problem with this movie is I definitely didn't see it when it came out because I was only like seven. My problem is it's a great concept. The idea that you can be harmed in your dreams and, like, there's no distinction between your dream and... Because when you have... Like, when you're scared, when you see a scary movie, right? The response normally is that you will have a nightmare about it. You'll have a bad dream. I guess. That's what that's what horror writers want to happen, right? They want you to be scared. They want you to have a nightmare. Do they necessarily <laughs> want you to have a nightmare? I think they just... Stephen King is like, I think I they want, want you to have a nightmare. <laughs> I think they want you to have that adrenaline rush of being scared at the time. That's what people like about horror movies. But I think a pretty natural response to a horror movie is to have a bad dream about it. I don't think they give a shit what happens <laughs> when you leave the theater. 
<laughs> Stephen King is like sending out on his their money. He's sending a a survey monkey out on his email list. Did you have a nightmare? I don't think that's what keeps people coming back. I but, think it's the adrenaline rush at the time. But my point is like I There's think the concept is good. The concept is better than it came out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like they wait they blew a good concept. It's, it's, it's a decent concept. It's a good concept. Okay. But I have a lot of where something like The Ring, which is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, like when you when you say that concept out loud, it sounds like the dumbest thing on earth. But it's such a good movie. I can't even talk about that movie. Yeah, it's so good. I'm watching Succession, and the father is in it. Oh, really? and I can't even look at him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So let's start, Jenny. Ready? First of all, I want to say that this movie made a lot of money. Did it? Yeah, they made it for one point eight million. And it grossed fifty seven million. Clearly, they made it on the cheap. Yeah. Well, Wes Craven was like a nobody. This was no thirty three million dollar <laughs> Howard the Duck. Maybe that's why Howard the Duck was so entertaining because there's just so much budget in it. Like, it's just <laughs> extravagant. And Jenny, as you'll see from my name today on our podcasting feed, this was introducing Johnny Depp. I, what role did he play? I didn't even notice. Was he the dude? Are you kidding boyfriend? me? Is he the boy Glenn? Is he Glenn? Yes. Okay. Okay. Wow. I didn't even recognize him. He's not coked up rod. <laughs> that guy's gross. Okay. All right. We open on what appears to be a boiler room or workshop <laughs> of some kind. My closed captioning tells me there is raspy breathing. <laughs> Dude is making a glove with some knives sticking out. There's no setup here. It's like immediate action. Well, isn't that like over the credits that's rolling too? Yeah. It's like weird, right? Yeah. And can I just say, as somebody who has taken many metal shops oh, and did a lot go. of metal working, this would take forever to make these things. And he seems to like whip them together. Like, Where nothing. does he pull the blades from? We don't even know. We don't like scissors. Is he, is he the first Edward Scissors hand? <gasps> Johnny Depp's. This is where they got these <laughs> I love John. I love Edward Scissorhands. I love Johnny Depp. That's Johnny Depp at his peak. I I don't know if he's, you know. I mean, that is kind of odd. As of late, he's problematic. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I think they're scissors or something. Maybe. So Tina, a blonde young girl, is wandering through some kind of industrial or medical facility in a nightgown. There's There's steam and a goat running around. What's I was like, why? I'm like, okay, why is everybody always in a nightgown? Right? Like, they're always in a friggin' nightgown yes. in an industrial setting. Like, this is just horror movie fodder, right? Yes. And I'm like, what's with the fucking sheep? But then, as you'll see many times through this movie, I'm like, oh, we're in a dream. Well, <laughs> oh, and not only that, I could see sticking a horse in there, like, ring style. You know, horses are scary. Their eyes are eerie. So are sheeps. Actually, goats are the worst. Their eyes are freaky. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay. I got up close with goats once. Yeah. Up the door. Goat, goat yoga. And their eyes are like, the slits in their eyes go the opposite direction. They look like the fucking devil. Yeah. Okay. So a man's voice is cackling. And he starts chasing this girl and running his blades against the metal pipes. That's all we see. Suddenly, the girl jumps awake and it was just a dream. But was it Jen? Because her nightgown is sliced open. Right. And her trashy mother, who's clearly brought some dude home from a bar, comes yep. in the room and then tells Tina, either cut your fingernails or quit that kind of dreaming. 
I feel like Tina's waking life is worse than her nightmare. <laughs> it might be. That's one thing all these families have in common. They're all broken families. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, they, they were driving that home pretty hard. Pretty hard. <laughs> so then we have the famous uh, jump roping scene with the little kids jump roping. And they're singing, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Three, four, grab a crucifix. And then I wrote, why is a crucifix the answer? Because religion. But he's not demonic. He's not but demonic. It, well, I, I mean, how would you explain it otherwise? How do you explain a guy haunting your dreams? <laughs> what is your scientific explanation for that? I don't know. I just okay. feel like. I think they think it's like exorcism or demons or. Oh like what God. other what other bucket is it going in? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Seven, eight, gonna stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Okay, so those are the, the that's the song. This morning, Jenny, Tina is getting a ride to school from Johnny Depp in an old Cadillac. Not a bad way to start the day. <laughs> Not a bad way at all. Nancy is with them. You remember Nancy. We all remember Nancy. If you've seen any of yeah, the Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street movies, she's like the woman who's in all of them. They're discussing Tina's dream. And Tina said it reminded her of that old boogeyman song they used for jump rope. Is that the song? I thought I they made that song about Freddy. I don't know. I guess. Oh, maybe that song was written about the the Freddy. The real Freddy. Had, yeah. The, the, the original. Right. Yes. Nancy starts to tell the group that she too had a weird nightmare. Now this, they're at school by this point and they're getting out of the car. Before she can tell her story, some greaser douchebag <laughs> named Rod... <laughs> Oh, he's so gross. Because he has a heart on with Tina's name written all over it. And she says she doubts he can fit four letters on his dick. Good one. Good one. That was a good one, Tina. And he says, up yours with the twirling lawnmower. And I just wrote, who's writing this? Like, who's writing this script? Wes Craven. Oh, God. He wrote and directed it. Johnny Depp, his name is Glenn in the movie, but he's going to be Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp gives them <laughs> terrible advice. He says, just tell yourself you're having a nightmare and it wakes you up. Okay, genius. Like, well, he, he is tapping in on lucid dreaming, I guess, where you like can control your dream. I guess. So Tina asks him if he had a nightmare too, but he blows her off. Tina looks 52. I have thoughts about this. Okay. I'll get to it. I don't know how old she is. But uh, she looks 52. I'll get to it. Later that night, the three gather at Tina's. It's Johnny Depp... Nancy and Tina. <laughs> and they have a boombox. And they have a boombox. And Tina's mom is out of town for two days. God only knows where she is. How is she affording to travel? I don't know what's happening there. Johnny Depp decides to trick his mother into thinking he's at his cousin's house by the airport by playing a sound effect tape and that Rod gave him. And in my opinion, this was the only two minutes worth, worth watching this whole movie for. Because <laughs> I was laughing so hard. So he pops the tape in the boombox and it's playing airplane sounds, right? And he's like, yeah, I met Cousin Joey's. Yeah, the planes are loud, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, the sounds start to go awry. And there's a motorcycle. There's a crash. There's, there's a fight. scream. There's an airplane dog fight, according to my close captioning. And people Is that screaming. what the close said it was? <laughs> and people are screaming and he can't figure out how to turn it off. It's hilarious okay nancy finally gets to tell tina about her dream and she reveals that she dreamt of a crazy dude in a dirty red and green sweater with long knives for fingernails 
And Johnny Depp is like, that's a great idea for a movie and starts jotting it down. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Tina's freaking out because that's exactly what she dreamed of. And Johnny Depp is skeptic, even though he clearly dreamt of this as well. Yeah, clearly you're all freaked out. Soon they hear noise and douchebag Rod. Well, he is that when he attacks him in the yard? I would have freaking punched him in the face. Yeah, he lures them outside, of course. Don't ever creep up on me in a yard on a street. Make notes. I will. I will just react and attack you with karate moves. I was just gonna say, are we whipping out the karate again? Okay, to make Rod even worse, Jenny, his last name is Lane. Rod Lane. Am I, well, am I supposed to react to that somehow? It's just bad. Well, like, does that mean something? Okay, Rod wants to know if there's an orgy happening. Oh, and bro. when Johnny Depp tells him no, Jen, he pulls out a switchblade. He's just, his whole personality is disgusting. <laughs> okay. So I wrote, turns out the actor, and I don't know how to say his first name, it's J-S-U. Okay. Garcia. Okay. Was high on heroin during the whole movie. Get up. Really bad on drugs. That actually makes a lot of sense. And so there was actually a scene later, and I'll tell you when we get to it, where he's actually high in the movie. (laughs) So we'll get there. Okay. That actually makes me feel better. Me too. That explains a lot. The four teens, now with Rod, head into the house. And Tina and Rod are having crazy loud sex. I want to talk about the sex for a minute. Okay. First of all, they're having sex in her mother's bed. (laughs) Gross. But secondly, like, I had sex as a teenager. It's not like that. (laughs) It's not like that. I know. Like it's on for two hours and she's screaming in passion and ecstasy. Yeah, it's like... Mm -mm. A little over the top. There's no teenage girls screaming in ecstasy <laughs> from having sex. Okay, guys, if they're doing it, it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> well, I mean, it probably wasn't real. Right, right, right. Like I just uh, no. It's like ten minutes at dirty corner, and it's over. <laughs> okay, so Johnny Depp is listening downstairs, and that was weird. I don't know why they kept well, focusing on so weird with Nancy deflecting him, being like. We're here for Tina. What? You're just going to sit there and listen. Like, why don't you guys go get your own on? And like, then you're not like, you don't have to sit here and listen to this. Cause that's really weird. Well, I wonder if Nancy looks back on us like I had a chance to bang Johnny Depp. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay. So after the banging Rod reveals, he's also had the nightmares, Jenny. Mm. So you're all, so do all these people grow up in the same neighborhood. Is that the deal? I guess, I guess. Right. I guess. Nancy is sleeping in a guest room and a crucifix pops off the wall onto her head. In another room, Tina hears pebbles being tossed at the window. Like she gets up and she looks. Don't look. Don't ever look. Just be like, I don't know what that sound is. I'm going to fall asleep and it'll go away. Yeah. (laughs) Or just immediately call the cops or leave Nathan. But but I think we figure out that she's actually dreaming at this point. Yes, she is. So someone's whipping pebbles at the glass so hard it breaks. And meanwhile, back in Nancy's room, dude is coming through the ceiling over her head. She wakes up thinking she heard something. And then I don't know if this crucifix wasn't nailed in, but she literally sticks it back. Yeah, it has like like a 3M like stick thing on it. Weird. (laughs) Downstairs, dumbass Tina is walking outside by herself towards the scary voice yelling Tina. Suddenly, Freddy appears. And this is the first we see of his charred face. He laughs and his arms grow super long as he reaches to run his nails against everything. What the hell was that? It looked really bad. Like the effect 
it was so bad. It was so cheesy. They didn't have that Howard the Duck money, I'll tell you. No, they did not. They did not. She starts running and she can't escape him. And suddenly he gets her on the ground and starts stabbing her. And we switch to her back in bed because this is all in a nightmare. And she's with Rod and she's dreaming. And he doesn't even try to wake her up. No. No. He just stands there. Just like, what's going on? Right, are so bad. It's so bad. Right in front of Rod, she gets sliced open, thrown against the wall, thrown against the ceiling, dragged up onto the ceiling. It's creepy. Well, that whole dragged up on the ceiling, like that reminds me of the deleted scenes from The Exorcist. I know. Like that whole, I know. Like that was bad. I know. We have to do that movie. And I was just like, Rod is fucked. Like this dude's screwed. Who's going to believe he didn't do this? No one's going to believe he did. He's so scoped up all the time. I know. Suddenly, um, Rod starts freaking out and he's calling for her, but he really isn't doing much more than that. I, well, when she was on the bed going crazy and like convulsing, that's when he should try to wake her up. Yeah. By the time Nancy and Johnny Depp get there, Tina is dead. The room is covered in blood. And Rod is gone. He jumped out the window, but dude looks guilty. Dude. <laughs> oh my God, you're fucked. So the cops are called, and of course they're pinning this one on Rod because how can they not? He was locked in the room with her. So one of the cops says, Rod Lane is a musician type, often on drugs. And I thought about you, Jenny, and your uh, (laughs) epiphany about dating musicians. (laughs) See? she, She should have taken the advice from Little House. Yep. The cop, Lieutenant Donald Thompson, is actually Nancy's father, And he and her mother are also divorced and he's pissed that Nancy's there and tells him Nancy or tells Nancy that Rod is a bad dude. And she's like, no, he isn't. Tina had a dream. This was going to happen, dad. And the dad's like, uh, okay. (laughs) Are you on drugs? I mean, at least Nancy seems traumatized. So like, it's not like a Heather situation. Like she does seem traumatized. Yes. Yes. The next morning, Nancy's mother's watching the news report of Tina's death. And are you ready to have your mind blown, Jenny? Yes. The news report says she is a 15-year-old girl. I know. They're in high school. 15. The actress, 24. Oh, yeah. Easily. Why wouldn't they make them 17 or 18? 18. Yeah, that's how old they look. That was they They look 30, but. That was weird. Yeah. The actress, yeah, she's definitely not 15. There's the, no way. The actress who plays Nancy was only 20. Okay. So she could have done 18. Yeah. Why would they, they pass for 18? They cannot pass for 15. Because 15-year-olds look really, like, they still look like kids, kind of. Yeah. And then you're like, how old is Rod? And he's banging a 15-year-old. Should he be yeah. a kid? He's <laughs> definitely not 15. <laughs> okay. So as they show the, in the news report, as they show the body being brought out of the house, her arm slips out from the stretcher and it's all slashed up. Like they couldn't, they couldn't handle that. They couldn't make that not happen. Nancy comes downstairs and she reveals she's going to school and she makes some insinuation that her mother's an alcoholic. Her mother is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So, but this is the first we hear of it. Yeah. All right. So Nancy's walking down the street and Rob grabs her. Dude. <laughs> well, first off, first she saw a creepy dude. What was that? Like yeah. some guy was following yeah, her. I don't know. Maybe that was the, one of the detectives or something. <laughs> and then he grabs her. And I'm just like, not a good look, Rod. <laughs> like, not a good look. 
He's trying to tell her what happened, and her dad, America's worst cop, shows <laughs> up. I mean, he grabs her like and covers her mouth and like pulls her into the bushes. Yeah, I'm like dude, what like, are I'm you gonna murder you? What are you doing? He points the gun at Rod, but Rod, uh, but Nancy jumps in front of it, and Rod gets away. But then eventually they catch up to him on the street and they arrest yeah. him. And Nancy realizes Jen that her father used her to entrap Rod. This is a terrible movie. <laughs> so bad. Okay. At school, Nancy dozes off during what I thought was a riveting discussion of Julius Caesar, Hamlet, and all of the connections between them. Yeah, I thought that was like it was just such a heavy metaphor. It was nice. It was nice. Whatever. It's always nice for me to be transported back into an English classroom. And there was some dude standing up at the front of the room with like Jam's shirt on. Oh yeah. You remember Jam's? Oh yeah. Totally. She sees Tina in a body bag in the hallway, and of course Holy she's shit. Her. Why why wouldn't you follow that? <laughs> a trail of blood. Why wouldn't you? So I'm not gonna bore you with this. She basically sees Freddie, he's terrorizing her. She goes to the basement of the school. Nancy sees Freddie, he slices part of his chest open and green goo squirts out. Yeah, it was pretty gross. It's just weird. So this is this dream sequence is when she learns his name is Freddy because yeah. he does come to Freddy. She she realizes she needs to wake herself up and she burns her arm on a pipe. And I wrote, she wakes up screaming in English class. Probably not the first time that sentence has ever been said. Like screaming at the top of her lungs. That probably scared the shit out of everyone in that class. Yep. Yep. She's good at screaming, that actress, though. That was convincing. She was freaking out. Yeah. The teacher, the teacher's like, I'll call your mother. Oh my God. Like, get out. So Nancy's walking home and then she notices Jen, her arm is burned in real life. Yeah. So the dream happened. Did the dream happen or? (laughs) Yeah. Like the dream didn't happen. She's just, she's, she's getting physical results from what she had dreamt. Like, it's not like that reality occurred. Right. Like she didn't get up and go do the dream. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Nancy heads to the jail to interrogate Rod. This is the scene where he's high. He (laughs) talked about it like a couple years later. Rod tells Nancy that someone else was in the room with them and sliced up Tina right before his eyes, but he couldn't see the dude. And then he says there were four razors. And he also reveals he had a nightmare about Freddie the night before. And I wrote, Nancy has terrible bags under her eyes by this point. She's trying to stay awake. She's exhausted. Yeah. And I just have that Rod is getting the chair. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he's still wearing his leather jacket. What kind of jail is this? Guys, I apologize. I made Jenny do this. You made me do this. And for everyone who voted for this movie, I blame (laughs) you as well. (laughs) So, Jenny... If you were in a situation where you had to stay awake because a maniac was terrorizing you in your dreams, would you go home and take a nice soothing bath? I would do cocaine (laughs) instead of taking a nice relaxing bath. (laughs) It's just me. You need to stay awake. It's the 80s. There's definitely a solution for this. So Nancy's taking a very relaxing bath, guys. And she and suddenly, you know, we hear the Freddie song she's singing. It's like weird. She falls asleep in three seconds. Shocker. And we see Freddie's hand emerge from the water. But her mother wakes her up. And Jenny, what does her mother have for her? Uh, well, I forget. 
warm milk. Oh, she says she has warm milk, yeah. right? But the mother has to break in eventually because she hears her screaming. But instead of busting down the fucking door, which those doors are easy to pop open. Like if you just give it a good kick. Instead of doing that, when you hear your child screaming, she gets a wire hanger. She goes and she looks for something to pick the lock. Uh Like, what are you doing? Uh Yeah. This mother, (laughs) she's a mess. She's a mess, but I felt so bad for her because all your kid is doing is screaming and not sleeping. I'm like, oh my god, I have PTSD. I thought it was the same mother as Tina for a while. Tina's mother. Well, they're very similar. Right? Like, it they're seems very like, like yeah. 80s alcoholic mom that yep. they just yep. there. Stereotype. Nancy then grabs some pills to help her stay awake while she watches a soothing documentary on body dismemberment. Was it a documentary on body dismemberment? <laughs> it was something about body I thought it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, was it? I never saw that, so I don't know. Is there, like, voiceover to that? I don't know. I don't think so. Was there voiceover in what yes. she was watching? Oh, okay. Maybe it was some kind of documentary. <laughs> about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> she starts dozing off, and Johnny Depp shows up at her window. Because, like, watching a horror movie, why not? You're trying not to have a nightmare. Like... She's just doing everything wrong. She's making every bad decision. Nancy decides, Jen, she's going to scope out Freddy. She's going to go look for him. So she asks Johnny Depp to stand watch and wake her if she starts thrashing around. Right. Easy job. good old asking Johnny Depp to watch you in case you start thrashing around. Johnny Depp, come to my bedroom and watch me. (laughs) He has one job. He's got to watch her sleep. If she starts acting like a maniac, wake her up. Mm -hmm. So she's chasing in her dream. She's chasing Freddie around outside in her neighborhood. And she wanders over to the jail and she sees Freddie like hovering around Rod. Nancy starts screaming for Johnny Depp, but he clearly fell asleep and failed at his only job. He failed, he failed at the prank on his mother, failed to keep Tina safe, and now failed to keep Nancy awake. Yep. Yeah, he's pretty useless. You're doing great, Johnny Depp. Nancy is back in her house and sees Johnny Depp asleep. Oh, God. I would love that. <laughs> well, she's in the dream in her house. Yes. Yeah. Freddie has her up against the walls, ready to kill her when her alarm suddenly goes off and wakes her up. Thank God someone set a freaking alarm or she'd be dead. She freaks out on Johnny Depp. Freaks out on him. Like, you had one job, dude. Yeah. What are you doing? When she does wake up, though, she realizes, like, Rod's in trouble. Yes. Okay. This is a bad scene, everyone, coming up. (laughs) Nancy begs her father to let her see Rod. The cops, of course, don't believe it, but finally they do, and they take their time getting down there. The keys are lost, whatever. Wait, can I I interject something here? Yeah. There's a part I forgot. When Freddie's chasing her back into the house, that part where she, when he's chasing Nancy back into the house, that part where she's going up the stairs and like her feet are going into the stairs. That was freaking me out. I have to say that that reminds, that's like that same stress of, have you ever had the nightmare where you're trying to dial your phone? There's a dream like that you have where like, you're trying to call the police, like dial 911 and you can't, or you call somebody like, and it's an emergency. You can't dial the phone. That was like a reoccurring dream for me. I don't have dreams like that, Jane, because I'm a perfectly well-adjusted. No, I'm not. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's what happens. Freddie is choking Rod. He's hanging him in his cell. Well, wait, do they go to the jail in real life? Yeah. IRL. Yeah. Okay, so they go to the jail in real life. They go to the jail. The cops don't believe her. Oh, this is the Garcia dude that wouldn't let her see the guy. Yeah. Okay. So we see the, the sheets 
getting all balled up into like a noose and slipping around his neck. And they get there like, okay, so you're under the impression they get there just seconds late. Yeah. Yet he is completely dead and white and cold. Well, no. Well, okay, the white and cold wouldn't make sense. But first of all, Rod, that is not how you protect yourself against a chokehold. He's like grabbing the the arm. There you go. Um, But he it snaps his neck, so you hear his neck snap. Like, because that's usually how you die from hanging. It's not. But he's immediately white. That's yeah. That's incorrect. Yes, that would. Like I thought that would take a while. I mean, it would take a little while, I would think, for the blood to drain out. Yeah, would it take a minute? No. Okay. But his neck broke. You heard it. You heard the neck break. So he's there. He's dead. And the next scene we have, we're at Rod Lane's funeral. And I feel like they're just, they're just like murder, suicide, case closed. This is all over. We're good. Yeah. Well, what did the chemist say? Yeah. Yeah. True. So Nancy's mother's there, and I wrote, I wrote this poor woman. Her kids just keep screaming. (laughs) Nancy needs friggin' therapy, man. Like inpatient therapy. Well, so Nancy's mother takes her to a sleep institute, and the doctor is studying her and allows her not only in the room to be watching this, allows the mother in the room to watch Nancy, but allows her to sit there smoking. Well, and they. The the sleep therapy stuff like they usually cover your entire head with that shit, and they have like well, like two little nod like nodes mm-hmm. stuck on her forehead and one like on her lip, and like, that's how they're measuring and that's everything. What saying is not science, correct? Not science. It's just like she's at a four when normally they're at a six. Yeah, okay, she's entering out. REM. Like it was so well, weird. Were, I mean, REM. Yeah, when her eyes start moving, like that made sense, but like it's. There's a, there wasn't a lot of research on that part, I no. don't think. It was super weird. And so bottom line, she has a nightmare. They wake her up and she has pulled Freddie's hat from, from the, dream. the dream. And it's in the bed. And the mother is like, what the fuck is happening? Everybody's kind of like, what the fuck is happening? Because didn't she, didn't she mention some description of Freddie? She said something when they were getting in the car at the funeral. That tipped off that the mother and father kind of looked at each other like. Yes. Oh, what did she say? She said something. I think she gave a description of Freddie. Yes. I think she said something about the red and green sweater. And the, and the knives, I think. Maybe. And the fought like the parents were like. Yeah. Like an exchange. Like what the fuck? Okay. So at home, Nancy and her mother have a big fight. Nancy presses her mother for info on Fred Krueger because his name was written in the hat. Uh, like, because of course he has like because he's a, a grown man hat. and he writes his name in his hat. Well, it was probably they used to personalize hats. Like, they would put your name in it. I don't know. It was weird. I think all of her, I think all of Nancy's outfits are from Fashion Bug. Fashion Bug. <laughs> Finally, the mother reveals Fred Krueger can't hurt you, Nancy, because he's dead. And Nancy flips out. Wait a minute! Like you knew who this dude was, and then she grabs her bottle and smashes it. And then she gets slapped in the face. What did she say to slap her in the face? Mm. Was it when she smashed her bottle? I think so. Maybe. She was pissed. I'm going to be honest. I was zoning out during that. You, were, you did not cover this very well. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Look, all the news that's fit to print. That's what I'm giving you here. <laughs> you want to know the impetus for Nancy's mother slapping her across? I mean, the you could watch that was a pretty big deal. Her. Like, she got slapped in the face. Like, that, you know, that's not something we see in movies now like that, really. No, you don't. Like, it, it was like it was nothing. It was like an everyday occurrence. Like, yeah. she was just like, okay. Nancy gets home to find her parents have put bars on the windows. And this freaks me out. This kid can knock it out of this house. And what the hell? There was that scene, though, with Glenn and, and uh, Nancy where they were talking about the Balinese way of dreaming. What the fuck was that? I should have did it. I was hoping your index card was on that. That was my second thing. Okay. So this is what I want to share with our audience. I found that scene so stupid and boring I skipped it. Yet it turns out it was the key to the whole movie. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah. So Jenny, tell them what they said at that. Well, they yeah. just said that they have this way of dreaming where they have what they call dream skills and they write down things that they learn in their dreams. Like it, it's almost like it's a it's a it's a form of like inspiration for their artwork and their culture. And then I don't, and I don't even know what like what he's talking about. I didn't well, look it up. He said that they've learned and they said if they can't to take the power away from the person they turn around if they can't if they're afraid or they can't learn from get a dream skill from it or something it sounds like a fucking video game if they can't get a dream skill from the thing then they turn around and drain and like and don't give them the power and they disappear right. it was there i don't know what the fuck this was <laughs> I kind of was like, do I do an index card now? And I'm like, no, fuck no. no. Was Johnny no. Depp on shrooms when nope. he was saying that? <laughs> I don't even want to know about it. Okay. I don't even want to know anything else about it. All right. So Nancy gets home. Her parents have put the bars on the windows. I'm going insane because I'm claustrophobic and this bothered me a I'm lot. I'm going insane because I'm like, this is completely unrealistic. There's no way they ordered and installed all those fucking things. <laughs> While costumes. she was on the bridge with Johnny Depp for 15 yeah. minutes. Yep. Nancy's mother's smoking and drinking and looks crazy. So she invites Nancy into the cellar for a chat. Yeah, okay. why not? Now, here's where shit gets real weird. <laughs> now it's getting weird? She tells her Freddy Krueger was a filthy child murderer who killed not one, not, not two. Not four. 20 children in the neighborhood. Jen. Jen. How well, first of all, incredible. First of all, in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. We grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of kids, and there was like maybe twelve. Like <laughs> how, like how we were all killed. You would have to wipe out the whole neighborhood of kids. <laughs> and and like if that's true, why aren't like how does it all these guys survive? Like right, and how like why do these guys know nothing about this? That would be fucking yeah, town like, lore. Oh yeah, like somebody would kill one kid, and we the whole friggin' school would know, and never no one would go to that town, and everyone would yep. freak out. And so, yeah. Freddy Krueger, like Wes Craven, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> he killed twenty kids and somehow gets off on a technicality. Shh, I'm talking to Wes Craven. Wes Craven, come closer, dude. You overreached. You showed <laughs> your hand. <laughs> We get it. He's a bad dude. We get it. Have him kill two kids. That's yeah. enough. Two That's kids. enough. Yeah. Two kids were killed in, in our little town of Scranton here many, 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 many decades ago. We still talk about it. It's still yeah. a thing. Yeah. Two kids is enough. Yeah. That freaks everyone out. You don't like killing 20 is like a whole other. That's a whole different place. That's a whole other level. God, he. I don't know what you're doing, Wes Craven, but. Um, <laughs> do so it somehow I just off on a. On a tech on technicality, okay, I, yeah, I got it. Okay, that happens. So they were kids that they all knew, Jen. Yeah, yeah. 
So she tells Nancy that when they caught Freddie, all the lawyers got fat and the judge got famous. But someone forgot to sign the search warrant in the right place and he was freed. No. This would not have happened. <laughs> no. 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 Like, you, you know, you might... A dude running a Ponzi scheme might get off like that, but not somebody who murdered 20 kids. Let me transform you to Amy's rewrite corner. Okay. So in my version of this story, Freddy Krueger tries to kill a kid and maybe molests a couple more. And so there's really no evidence to convict him. So then the parents conduct vigilante justice. Okay. okay. I'm still hating your movie just as much. <laughs> Johnny Depp's in it. <laughs> okay. So she pulls something out of the furnace. And while she's pulling that out and opening it, it's the glove, by the way. Yeah. She's yep. saying that a bunch of parents tracked him down after they let him out. And they, first of all, why would Fred Krueger go back to the same neighborhood? I just got off on technicality. I'm going to go back to my old house. Yeah, he would fl- he would go to Mexico. Yeah. He would go to yeah. Canada. He would leave the freaking country. So they he would roam in Polanski this shit. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So they find him in an old abandoned boiler room and they burn him alive. And they even took his knives and she reveals the glove. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that is, the story's getting flakier and flakier. And the mother's a terrible actress. She's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Later, Nancy calls Johnny Depp because he lives across the street and they can see each other's bedrooms. Right. Okay. She tells him that she has a plan. She's going to bring Freddie out of her dream. So Johnny Depp better be there with a a baseball bat to attack him. Okay, Nancy. Like, invite me over to kill this dude that you're pulling from your dream that has murdered 20 children. And I'm like little 18-year-old Johnny Depp. Right. No, okay, sounds good. All right. Punch the serial killer for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to meet Nancy on her porch at midnight. So we see Nancy's mother tucking her in. And Nancy is on day seven of no sleep. And I wrote, there's no way. She would have. So I have an index card. (laughs) So what state would you be in if you were awake for seven days? So the stages of sleep deprivation, stage one, after 24 hours, you're irritable, you're angry, you have decreased alertness, fatigue, puffy eyes. All right. You're okay. That's you're not having, me every day since we brought this. Yeah. Program. Like you're not having a good time, but like, mm-hmm. it's you know, nothing. Stage two, after 36 hours, you start to have what's called micro sleeps where you doze off for like 30 seconds and don't realize it. Stage three, after 48 hours. Extreme hallucinations may start. Anxiety, high stress levels. You might start to feel shaky. After stage four, which is three days, 72 hours, three days. So this is three days. She's on seven. You have disordered thinking, depersonalization. So do you know what depersonalization is? No. Sometimes a fierce hangover can make you feel this way. Sometimes... Sometimes a fierce hangover can make you feel this way. It's that sense that like you don't recognize reality. Like that suddenly like reality feels different. Like you might be walking down your street, but it feels odd and different to you. Like you can't, you can't orient yourself in reality. Okay. I feel like in 2020, that's like a whole movement. And you're, you're probably very shaky and anxious. Stage five after not after four days. So this is after four days. 
you're <laughs> you you have um deprivation psychosis, which is the inability to interpret reality at all. Your body will start to go to sleep um like like spontaneously. So you'll just you know what I mean you almost can't stay awake anymore. Yeah. And you ha- you can't you you physically can't do a lot of things. You're dizzy, you are irritable. Like it, it's you're just del- and you're hallucinating. You're delusional. a lot by yeah. this point. You're like pretty much delusional. Okay, that's after only four days. She's seven days in. So the but what she did say is that the record's eleven days. That's actually correct, and it's still the, the record today. That's still somebody stayed awake for eleven days. I feel like that is the only research Wes Craven did for this entire movie. Yep. So he's somebody stayed away for 11 days. The interesting thing, but they weren't like trying to do things, you know, like they're trying to break a record. She goes and like wires the whole house and she's stuff and does all this school. MacGyver shit. Yeah. And she's like having like lucid conversations. Oh, and like yeah. She's totally fine. Yep. Um, the interesting thing about severe sleep deprivation, like it sounds like you'd be fucked up forever over this. As soon as you sleep, you're totally fine. Mm. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Does this, did this research make you feel better? About what? About the movie? You struggle with insomnia and stuff. I mean, I don't stay awake for 36 hours straight. I I get five hours of sleep a night. This is when you stay awake consecutive hours. Yeah, but like, like having little sleep there's, is different problems. There's sleep anxiety where you worry that you're never going to be able to sleep again. But now we know your body will automatically make you sleep on day five. I mean, I think the sleep anxiety I have is more like, oh, I need to get up somewhat early. And I have like Like a physical thing tomorrow and I'm going to be tired for it. It's not, I'm never going to sleep again. What kind of freaking logic is that? I I sometimes go to the place of, oh my God, I'm never going to sleep regularly again. This is going to be my new life. I'm going to be crazy. That's because you keep getting fucking puppies and shit. (laughs) Children. So that may be true for you. Okay. So thank you, Jenny. We're back at uh, Nancy's house. And she's staring at a picture because that's going to keep her awake. Yeah. I don't she's know. doing nothing to stay awake. Everything to fall asleep. Yep. Nancy keeps checking out the window as it nears midnight and she tries to call Johnny Depp, but Jen, he's drifting off. Of course. He's got his headphones on playing music and he's got his TV blasting. Yeah. But he's still dro- dozing off. His Because he's super unreliable. He, he just cannot count on this guy. No way, dude. His parents don't like Nancy. They think she's crazy. So when she calls... <laughs> <laughs> they 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 tell her like don't call back he's sleeping and they take the phone off the hook. Remember when you could take a phone uh, off the hook and just be like fuck everyone. Fuck the world. <laughs> she can see his room and she knows shit's about to go down. She tries to run out of the house but her mother has locked the door from the inside. Of course, like that was in the days when a phone would ring and you had no way to stop it. Like you'd just be in your house hanging out and yeah. phones would ring. Like I don't have that anymore. Do you? Like I have my phone over there. It doesn't have any alerts on it. Or it's a, I mean, it gets alerts, but nothing vocal. Vocal? No. No ways. Audible. Audible. <laughs> vocal. My phone's being vocal over there. <laughs> nothing audible. So it's like it's always so silent. never answer. Yeah. Yep. My so phone's like, I just look at it too. when I want to know what's going on. Yep. Like, my phone's always on silent. Too. So that the stress of just a ring happening, like when something rings, it freaks the fuck out of me. Well, not I'm like, that. Think about, yeah. you know, if you're Gen Z listening to this, which I don't know why you would. I'm sure there's tons of them. You would. <laughs> um, we used to have to talk to people's parents. Yeah, like, you call and their parent would answer Hi, the phone. Can I talk to Jenny? Yeah, <laughs> that sucked. It sucked. 
It was weird. So we see Johnny Depp in his little cutoff shirt and he's drifting asleep. And Freddie pulls him into his bed and coats his room with the river of blood. It's kind of fluorescent blood. It's crazy. Yeah. His mother runs in and starts screaming. (laughs) How else would you react to that? It's like enough blood. It's like uh, after like a week of the blood drive. It's not like blood from one person. Did you see The Shining where the blood comes rushing down the hallway? Yeah, of course. That is a great horror movie. Yes. That is a great horror movie. It's that amount of blood. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't know where his body is, but whatever. Is that, is, are you going to fact check that? Is that what you're like? You're wondering the science around that? No, no, no. So the cops show up and they're baffled and her father's trying to investigate, but Nancy calls him over there. And she tells him what her plan is. And she's got like this weird voice on her. She's like, I got to do what I got to do, Dad. (laughs) She's not. She's lost her mind completely. (laughs) He asks him to break down the door at exactly 1230. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Nancy has been reading a book, Jen, on booby trapping. And she sets some traps up for a dude who can freely move between levels of consciousness. (laughs) Yeah, like we saw him walk through metal bars at the jail. Yes. Yeah. Yep, but she home yep. alones her house just in case. Is it? I was kind of saying MacGyver, and that that reminds me we should do some MacGyver episodes because I would love to see the science in that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to, full disclosure, I used to love him. Richard. I mean, Anderson, I loved that show. But I, I thought he was hot. Show. Like, I thought no. uh, he's thing. just your type. Like, you liked Steve Perry. Oh, I did like Steve Perry. He's like, looks the same. He has that yeah. look. Yeah, he does. I like, like, a, like that Kenny Loggins. Only knows. <laughs> okay nancy gets all ready and drifts off she's looking all over for freddie she's in a boiler room and suddenly she finds him and she's able to lure him back into the neighborhood she grabs him just before her alarm goes off and guys i'm paraphrasing this i'm sparing you a lot of nonsense yeah it's ridiculous she grabs him just before her alarm goes off and guess what jen she did it he's in his bedroom he's in her bedroom with her nancy is a dream warrior she is a dream. That was the song. That was the fourth, the third or fourth one. And there was a song, wasn't there? There was a whole song, and it was by that really hot band that I used to like, that I can't remember their name of. The Dream Warriors. That was the song. Oh, pause. Okay, we're back. It's by Dokken, who apparently oh. Jenny loves. No, I don't love Dokken. I thought it was by Slaughter. I'd like to send a special message out to our friend KP. You know who you are. Slaughter Jenny loves Dokken. Jenny loves Dokken. No, I don't. And she knows that's not true. She knows that's not true. And I love, I loved Mark Slaughter, who was in Vinnie Vincent Invasion, and then later started his band called Slaughter. And that's who I thought sang that song, but I was wrong. Loved Mark Slaughter. I did. Oh God. Oh, Mimi's. I'm putting that picture up in the group. Oh. There's a lot of questionable things going on there. Yeah. Okay. I was madly in love with Axl Rose, so I can't talk. I have no room to talk. Okay. Bear with me, guys, because this gets weird. <laughs> First of all, I want to say when she, when Nancy comes out of the dream and she has Freddie with her, she also has a ton of the pieces of the rose bush trellis. Yeah. <laughs> a rose trellis. Hilarious. Okay. So, even, okay. So she and Freddie get in a fight. She hits him with one of the coffee pots. Thank God she had a spare. Yes, thank she God. Head. Then she um locks him in her bedroom and starts screaming for her father. Her father's nowhere to be found. 
Freddy comes out of the room and gets hit with the Home Alone trick, which was a sledgehammer. Which didn't go through him. Like, why? Like, why? Like, why do something? Well, because he can walk he, through he's something. not in a dream. Oh, he's in reality now. Yes. That's right. Yes. Right. He's able to be hurt. So why can't she walk through walls and dreams? I don't know. Like it's there's a, there's a lot of problems with the dream physics. Because <laughs> like if if she can walk through, I mean, if he could walk through walls and dreams, why can't she? I know they never can. They're always trapped. They're always trapped in a dead end with a blazing inferno at the end of always, it. Always, always, <laughs> always that that furnace. Yeah. <laughs> He chases Nancy to the basement where she lights him on fire. And I wrote, now she's trapped inside a burning house with Freddy Krueger. Well, there was an explosion and the dumbass across the street that's supposed to be watching her house like, oh, maybe I should go get her father now. There's an explosion at the house, dude. The father finally comes to the rescue, but they can't find Freddy. And finally they realize he's attacking the mother. Well, the mother was one of the ones involved in killing him, I guess. That's true. That's true. They get to her, but it's too late. Jenny, I cannot explain what happened next. Wait, wait. Here's what I have written. Hold on. Here's what I've written. Oh, the part with the mother in the bed? The mother? We don't know what happens to Freddy Krueger. He just disappears. The mother shrivels up like the Madeline puppet, and her bed <laughs> opens up into a smoky hellscape and sucks her in. But it kind of has lights like the stage of solid gold, so maybe that all makes sense. Maybe. Um, what happened? Where's Freddy? I just have I just have this has gone off the rails. You know, I, I, something metaphysical just happened. <laughs> the dad is like, okay, whatever. And then I realized, oh, we're in a dream. It's a dream. It's not- they're in a dream. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. That's the whole thing. Because I was like, how is the dad just like I don't care? But she's dreaming this. She's still dreaming it. She's still dreaming. Yes, because then she gets up and it's the next day. And, and then it seems stopped. like nothing happened. So you don't really know where the dreaming st- started and stopped. No, because she, no, because Freddie comes back. I think she's trapped in the dream. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we are struggling with the physics <laughs> of Nightmare on Elm Street. So, no, 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 we're not. We're struggling with the plot of Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> true. So wait a minute. So. Okay, so then the bed goes back to normal and no one's on it. It's like nothing happened. So the father's going downstairs and Nancy's like, go ahead, I'll be down in a minute. First of all, no one's acting freaked out here. Well, that's what. That's why I was like, no, like, what did, he's just like, whatever, okay, catch you downstairs. Like, But I think she's still dreaming, which is why everyone's acting so oddly. Maybe you're right, because then she, then Freddie comes out again. Yeah. And she takes his power from him, Jen. Yes, because they're still in the dream. Yep. She says, I don't believe in you. You're not real. This is all they had to say. I know. She's time. like, I want my friends back. Five people died. Yeah. yeah. So the next day, um, that's it. She walks out. Well, I just have what fresh hell is this? Because like they just walk outside like and the mom's like, I don't drink anymore. Yep. And it's sun and there's a sunshine scene where they're out in the bright sunshine. They're talking about how bright it is. Yep. The fuck. And there's Tina and Rod and Johnny Depp. And they pull up for her in the car, and she gets in. And guess what, Jen? The car starts to take over, like Christine style, like the Winter which is War. another really good horror movie. All Stephen King stuff, yeah. All movies we could have watched. <laughs> <laughs> the the hood of the car or the roof of the car is striped red and green, like Freddie sweater. 
Then Freddy's hand reaches through the front porch window and takes the mother and clearly a doll or a mannequin gets pulled through the, <laughs> the thing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> that's, it. that's the end. Yeah. Half about 45 minutes in, I was like, Oh my God, there's still half of this movie left. It was guys. It was bad. <laughs> and this is an instance. And I knew we were going to run into this when we decided to do this whole podcast. This is an instance where something was so much better then. No, I don't even feel like it was that good then, though. Like, it was better than... But I feel like it wasn't great When then. I say better, it was important to us in some way. Like, it was... A but that was, of- that was the judgment of, like, 12-year-old, 13-year-old us. I don't trust that judgment. So, at the end of every episode... <laughs> terrible. Jenny and I go back and we talk about either a lesson that we have learned from the movie, or... Think about a way that it influenced us as children, and then we brought that lesson with us into adulthood, or maybe something we discovered on the rewatch. So, Jenny, what is your why? So, this is why I voted for Halloween in the Mimi B poll. I knew you were going to say that because <laughs> I knew this movie was fucking terrible. I heard you had a long discussion with mom about this. I did. Who said that, mom? I think we. T- I think I said I had two sentences with her. Oh, mom has a whole theory about why Halloween is scarier. No, 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 no. We had a, okay about the movie, not the poll. Oh, right. we did have a brief conversation about the poll. I mean, about the movie. Okay. Yeah, because it, it like it's just a dude going nuts, so it could be real. Okay. We're Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I mean, we can't even get through the physics of what's going on here. <laughs> it, it was just a cheesier movie. Like, it's just not as well-written. Like, you know, it's just not as good. So I wrote, this is why the internet is a good thing. Despite my usual feelings about social media and the internet being terrible, there's no way these kids wouldn't have Googled the shit out of Freddy Krueger the minute they had his yep. name and would yep. have had all the facts and knew how to defeat him. Yep. They wouldn't have they, had to listen was- to Johnny Depp's science. <laughs> I'm sorry. This was awful. I owe you an apology for making you watch this. It was pretty bad. It and was pretty bad. And they what did seven sequels? They they I I think I don't remember all of them. I I, I saw. I don't think I've seen all of them. But I feel like the ones like two, like three and four were a little better. I think they got because they got more budget. Don't forget yeah. too. I think they got a little better. But never good. I would okay. never put in the category of good. Okay. I watched a remake. In 2010, there was a remake. Oh, God. A budget of $35 million. Box office brought in $115 million. And it was scary. And it was good. Uh, I'm not watching it, but I'll take your... I'll take well, your it was t- 25 times better than this piece of garbage we just watched. I hope no one bought this. Oh, we did. I know I paid two ninety nine for this, so I, I I suffered and I paid two ninety nine to suffer, and now I'm <laughs> suffering more. And you missed out on your Cobra Kai, and I didn't even get to watch Cobra Kai. <laughs> and let me just tell you guys, I was terrified to watch this. So was I, and then after eight seconds, I was like, "No, I remember why I, this is dumb." But now I'm scared to watch Halloween. Halloween's scary. I think Halloween's scary. All right, bringing us to what are we doing next? Is that what we're doing next? That's what, I'm going to make you watch that now, because that's a that's a quality horror movie from our time that scared the living shit out of us. 
Guys, thanks for listening, even though we shit all over this. <laughs> it was hard not to. I mean, that's why I feel like, okay, Howard the Duck was bad. We all remember that it was bad. But like it was, I don't know, it wasn't as, as depressing as this was. I feel yeah, like. this was pretty depressing. Maybe because they had more money, so it was more ridiculous. Like, well, and there was less murder in Howard the Duck. I mean, a bunch of teenagers are getting murdered here. That's true. Good point. And, there was no there was no murder. And 20 neighborhood children. Well, and how Howard the Duck was so badly acted though, also. Like it was absurd. Howard the Duck was, was absurdist. Right. Like this is trying to be serious. Yes. And I think like that. Howard the Duck was absurd. Yes, that's yeah. correct. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh you can find Jenny and me on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, even though I don't really put anything on Twitter because I hate it. But our handle's all the same. Gen X, this is why. Letter X, spell out the Y. We also have a Facebook group called the Mimi Bees. And if you haven't listened to our regular series, um, we're doing Little House on the Prairie right now. And that's a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Hi, everyone. Amy here. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. To best support us, Please consider subscribing, sharing, and leaving a review on Apple iTunes or anywhere you listen. You can connect with Jenny and me through our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees. You can find information on The Mimi Bees and all other projects by liking us on Facebook or Instagram at GenXThisIsWhy. Letter X, spell out the Y. Thanks again. See you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.